and welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about or make awareness of the topic of mental health and mental health issues. Now, last time we were together, I was talking about a legacy, leaving a legacy behind and what that meant. And a part of the conversation included the fact that we are here on this earth for a very short time when it comes to, I guess, the relativity of time. You know, we might think, 70, 75, 80 years is a long time. But really, when you go through life, it goes pretty quick. For some of us, life might end a lot sooner than expected, either by our own hands or by some outside force, or maybe like an illness or something. It might have some longevity. My grandmothers, for example, lived to be mid-90s before they passed on because of old age. And so we never know when our time here on earth is going to be over. That was the conversation. I mentioned Robin Williams as somebody who took his life, and I got a response, a comment from somebody that sparked a conversation about how mental health, yes, people talk about it, and yes, it became a little bit of a headline news item, coming out of the pandemic or even during the pandemic when a lot of mental health issues were rising, domestic violence was increasing, and there were a lot of issues that came out of the pandemic being locked down that kind of focused on mental health. But really when it comes to it, there's a lot more to mental health than what we think. Now, obviously I'm not a mental health expert, so if you have a problem, or if you know of somebody with a problem, if it's an immediate problem, life or death situation, obviously call 911, seek help immediately. If it's not such a life and death situation, obviously reach out to mental health providers or your doctor or some uh, professional. You can even talk to a pastor, a priest, someone in the religious world, um, if you're comfortable with that. But reach out to somebody. Maybe you have to reach out to somebody on behalf of somebody else. However, this is a conversation that we're going to have. And... You know how they give out honorary degrees, honorary doctorates to special people, politicians, maybe celebrities? I think I might have an honorary expertiseism when it comes to to people and their psyche. If you coach any sport, I coach baseball for a number of years. If you coach sports, you know that you have to deal with each individual person and their psyche, their mental game, right? Baseball was hitting. You had to get people out of a hitting slump. had to give them confidence. You become or you take on the role of parent, mentor, uh, disciplinarian, therapist, dealing with breakups, dealing with uh, school issues, dealing with grades and academics, and then teaching the college level, the young college-minded people. Again, you're dealing with a lot of different people with a lot of different mentalities and personalities and psyches and you learn to understand and how to teach each one to get the most out of them especially when you're dealing with a a creative outlet such as uh, broadcast journalism trying to get the most out of them knowing that each one is a, a different personality 
And then, of course, working in radio, producing shows and stuff, you have to deal with big market talent, big egos, program directors, um, salespeople, promotions people, all these different type of people you have to bring together for the common good of whatever the project might be, the show might be, et cetera. So my vast experience of life, I think I may have an honorary expertiseism on the human psyche because you've just seen it all. But you take uh, a look at some of the people most recently. I'm not familiar with him, but uh, Euphoria star Angus Cloud dies at the age of 25. Apparently, he struggled with mental illness. Brittany Griner, a name that might be familiar to her. She's that WNBA star that went over to Russia and spent uh, 10 months in a Russian labor camp because she smuggled in marijuana. She, I guess, had to, uh, she has since come back. NBA, the WNBA season is underway. But apparently she had to take uh, some time off, miss a road trip to help with her mental illness or whatever she was struggling with. She's only 32. Again, age doesn't matter, but I think there's a pattern here too. Remember Simone Biles? She sat out part of the Tokyo Olympics, the gymnast, because of mental health issues. She was 24. And then you take a look at some of the others. I just kind of did an internet search of people, you know, celebrities that deal with mental illness. And you have like Selena Gomez, anxiety and depression, Demi Lovato, eating disorder and self-harm, Justin Bieber, depression, Miley Cyrus, depression, you know. And so it's real. And so it makes you wonder, is it a product? Does the mental illness, is it something within them? Is it a product of their environment, their work ethic? you know, what they've been exposed to. I mean, there's a number of things, and there is no absolute formula that dictates what's going to happen. And then, of course, we got Dwayne Johnson. I got a comment from Dwayne Johnson coming up in a little bit that I want to play. But when you think about, like, some of these things that these celebrities talk about, and if it's happening in the celebrity world, and you have enough people coming out in the celebrity world to talk about it, You know that in the non-celebrity world, just the everyday me and you, it's going to impact people just as much, maybe even more so. The percentage of people that come out and say they have mental health issues in the celebrity world, and you compare that to the percentage of people in the everyday world, you know there's going to be a lot of people that struggle from this. And you might not know that you struggle with something. You might not know that you've got friends or other people, but... Some of the common types of mental illness, obviously one of the big ones is anxiety disorders. You have people that excessively worry, or maybe they're excessively in fear of something. Maybe they're nervous all the time. And it gets to the point where it starts to interfere with their daily duties. Again, teaching college, broadcast journalism, one of the things that students had to do was to get on the mic in the radio studio and do a five-minute show. That was part of the assignment, one of the assignments for the semester. And so a lot of them could get in and do it, but there were a few that had microphone anxiety. They did not want to get on the air, so to speak, and do their show, their five minutes of talking. There was an anxiety to them. And so you had to kind of coach them over that anxiety and motivate them and inspire them to do the assignment. Now, that's just an assignment, and that's just something as simple as a school project. But now think about people that deal with anxiety all the time, or more often than not, 
and it impairs their daily activity. They're a parent, they're a CEO, they're somebody in the workforce, a colleague, and you depend on them to get their job done so you can get your job done. But there's a fear, an anxiety, a worry, a nervousness that impedes their daily life. You talk about mood disorders. You know, depression obviously is a big one. Bipolar disorder is another one that a lot of people experience. Just about, you know, what about just shifts in mood energies and and vibes, as they call them, positive vibes, negative vibes. Or, you know, I was talking to somebody recently about some uh, different things, and astrology became one of them. And I asked them, what does it mean when, you know, Mercury's in retrograde? Everybody panics and freaks out, right? And they're explaining it a little bit. But, again, it came back to the energy and things being aligned. And sometimes in life, our things in life aren't aligned. It might not be associated with astrology, but things aren't aligned in life. That causes us mood swings, causes us to have energy levels that are very be worried about something over here, a relationship, a family member, a friend going through something, whatever it is. And so we struggle with these moods. And so you might be going through a mood disorder even though you're not diagnosed. And that's the thing. Not all mental health is diagnosed schizophrenia. You're not always going to be diagnosed with something maybe as severe as that or as bipolar or self-harm, or an eating disorder. But maybe your mood swings go back and forth for some reason. Maybe as you get through older in life, the body chemistry starts to change. And so there's some things that might affect us that could be mental health issues or issues related that we go through. I mentioned schizophrenia. That's a severe mental disorder. You know, disturbances in thinking and emotions and perceptions. Or personality disorders. You know, it could be something diagnosed or it could be something that you just go through where your patterns of thoughts and feelings and behaviors, they deviate significantly throughout the day of the weeks. You know, the norms of functioning change for whatever reason. And so you go through these things. And so, again, eating disorders, it could be something serious or it could be something where summer's coming. We got to get into our bikini bodies, speedo bodies. And so now we have this anxiety over trying to get fit. So it doesn't always have to be something that you can constantly deal with. It could be something that you go through periodically. Obviously, substance abuse uh, could lead to a disorder, mental health disorder. Um, PTSD is a big one. We've heard about it, you know, mainly with people coming back from war. But now it's gotten to the point where PTSD could relate to anything that's traumatic that we go through, that we witness, that we experience, that we see, including things on social media. Uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Obsessions, unwanted thoughts of obsessions, repetitive behaviors, trying to alleviate that anxiety. Or what about just ADHD? You know, impulse control. That's one of the big ones that a lot of elementary schools are dealing with at least coming back from the pandemic was adhd a lot of students young students can't sit in the classroom can't sit in a chair so they bring out these wiggle chairs or these balls that they sit on anything they can to try to get them to alleviate that tension or whatever it is you've got weighted blankets that people will maybe put on a a student to try to calm them down or maybe as an adult you sleep with a weighted blanket because it helps just kind of calm you down but there's a number of of things and there's probably more than there was listed but you talk about these things and they can range from like i said all different kinds and it could range on the uh the spectrum from mild you know maybe you experience mild symptoms maybe you can get through the day 
doesn't really bother you, doesn't really affect your overall quality of life, but maybe at night. One of the things when I went from sixth grade to seventh grade, changed schools, changed my dynamic, changed my life completely. And Sunday nights became a night of anxiety for a while because I had to get up on Monday morning and go to this new school. And it was a completely different environment than what I was used to. I had to go to different classes, had a locker, bigger campus, more kids older than me, you know, this whole thing. And so a period of time where I had to deal with the anxiety of Monday morning. Finally got over it and got used to the school and everything was fine. So it was a brief period of time and it was mild. You know, Tuesday morning, Monday night, I was fine. The rest of the night was just for some reason Sunday evening. There was that anxiety of having to get up to go to school on Monday morning in seventh grade. And it was only really for the fall semester. In fact, it was the full fall semester. I think going back after Christmas break was the first time that I really didn't have that Sunday night anxiety. Others, it could be more moderate. You know, maybe it does interfere with daily life. Maybe it does impact the way you deal with other people, family members. Maybe it impacts relationships or work-related challenges, maybe academic struggles. That's one of the things that I had to deal with a lot and still do with teaching is the academic struggles because of other things in life. Home life is bad. They've got to work two, three jobs to make it work. They've got no house to go to because they're homeless, because their family kicked them out or couldn't afford to have them there because they got too many kids, whatever the case may be. And so you get all these different things that pop up that produce anxiety, depression, other issues that you have to deal with. And again, it might be temporary. It might be mild. It might be moderate. It might be severe. And some of the severe things could be those mental health issues that are profoundly impacting like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Maybe even, you know, eating disorders or self-harm. Obviously, this is where things like suicide comes from, comes out of these severe conditions. But it's important to know that there's different levels on the spectrum from mild to moderate to extreme or severe. But not always are they going to be the same, static. It could vary. You could have this emotion up and down like a roller coaster. You could have them for short periods of time, bad time, period of good time, period of bad time, period of good time. They could be mild at some times, more severe at other times. So it's never going to be constant. It's never going to be the same. It could fluctuate, I guess, is the key word over a period of time as to what you go through. There could be times of remission, times of improvement. And so, again, just keep in mind that if you're dealing with mental health issues or if you know somebody that does or if you're just listening to the conversation about it, it's not the t- t- traditional or stereotypical mental health that we're dealing with anymore these days. Younger children might have it. Older adults might have it. It's not just the, oh, we got to put them in the mental hospital. You know, you're on trial for something, maybe a gruesome murder, and you plead, you know, guilty because of mental defect or you're guilty because you had a mental breakdown, right? And so then they put you in a hospital instead of the prison. We're not like that anymore. We've got people that can be dealing with things on a day-to-day basis that might not affect them other days, might not impact their life. Other times it might, um, and on and on. Um, I talked with one teacher one time. She was just sharing her postpartum depression and how she had to go through that. And then had a second child because they wanted a second child and how they prepared for that because the first time they didn't expect that she would have it. And she explained everything she went to. 
They wanted a second child. Next time they got prepared. That was the key. They got prepared because they knew what was coming. And the experience then was a better experience because they were prepared. They had help. They had a team of support. They had the doctors. They had the medicines, whatever it was that they needed. They had uh, child care for the young ones to keep them protected. And she was explaining that there was a lot of things that she just was feeling that she could not control. And then never had them before during the pregnancy. And then eventually that postpartum depression went away and she was fine again. Had the second child, same thing. It set in after birth, dealt with it. Eventually it went away. So again, that was just an example of somebody that had episodic disorders that they had to deal with. So we never know what the human body, what it could be like and what somebody goes through and what they're dealing with. But again, if you know somebody that's struggling with mental illness, if you're struggling with mental illness, reach out. Reach out to somebody. If it's severe and serious and you're in a, a crisis situation, 911, maybe a suicide hotline, but 911 could get you probably what you need more, you know, quicker, more expedient. Um, and then maybe reach out to other mental health therapists, maybe like a minister if you need that. Um, your own doctor, whatever it is, reach out to somebody. And I always say, if you don't know where to start, just send me a message. You can email me, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com, which I know isn't very timely. But again, if you just want to reach out um, on Instagram, uh, TWO, two steps ahead podcast, and you can uh, instant message me and I can respond via that way. Um, so there's many ways you can reach out. And I can try to help connect you with the right people if you just don't know where to go, what to do. Um, so there's all kinds of resources, so you don't have to go it alone. One of the things that, when we talk about celebrities, one of the things that they have is a platform. They have a platform where they can sit there and kind of share their story, right? So Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, you guys might know him. If you don't, you probably live under a rock. But he had a bout with depression and mental illness for a while. And his father is a wrestler, Rocky Johnson. Now, in sixth grade, middle school, I got into wrestling. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Getting up Saturday morning, 11 a.m., it'd be on NBC, and you'd watch the wrestling matches. And, of course, Hulk Hogan hit the scene, and then it kind of blew up from there. And then eventually I got out of it. I grew out of that phase and was no longer interested. Maybe I'd keep an eye on you know some of my favorite wrestlers, and their storylines as they jump from the WWF that we came to WWE over then to maybe WCW and, you know, all the drama that goes on with it. But um, Rocky Johnson was a wrestler that I enjoyed watching. And he's actually the father to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And one of the best matches I ever saw was when Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, they were competing with uh, together as a tag team, and they were going to go up against the Wild Samoans with Captain Lou Albana as their manager. And the Wild Samoans were two guys that never lost. They were like the tag team champions forever. Epic battle. Eventually, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas win. Ends up with a chair over some dude's head and all this zaniness going on, but they end up winning it. One of the best matches I ever saw. But Rocky Johnson is the father to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I mention that because, as you may know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock was a part of wrestling, and in this clip he mentions his dad. And so his father is Rocky Johnson, who was a former wrestler. 
And so just kind of keep that in mind as Dwayne Johnson talks about his experience with the bout of mental illness that he had. I found that with depression, one of the most important things you could realize is that you're not alone. You're not the first to go through it. You're not going to be the last to go through it. And oftentimes it happens. You just, you feel like you're alone and you feel like it's only you and you're in your bubble. And and I wish I had someone at that time who, who could just pull me aside and hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I wish I knew that. Just got to remember, hold on to that fundamental quality of faith. Have faith that on the other side of your pain is something good. After about a month and a half of staying in that little apartment and cleaning, I got a phone call from the head coach of the team who cut me, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. He called me and he said, hey, I know we cut you, but I'd like you to come back. I said, okay, I appreciate that, coach. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll think about it. And he said, okay, great. I hung up the phone, and um, my dad said, you're going to do it, right? I said, no, I don't think so. I think I'm done with that. And he goes, what? I said, my gut tells me I'm done. He said, what are you going to do? I took a deep breath. I said, I'd like to get into the business. He said, what business? I said, the wrestling business. He said, you are throwing it all away. It is the worst mistake you will ever make. He said, you're ruining your career. I said, maybe I'll be no good. But I feel like in my heart, I have to do this. And I either need you to train me or need you to not train me. My dad rose to the occasion, said, I'll train you. And it wound up being one of the greatest chapters in my life. You're not alone, and it can be okay, depending upon the fight in you, perhaps. You see, I often told students that they would have a big whiteboard. Let's say there's a whiteboard behind me on the wall and I would draw a box on the whiteboard and I would say society tells you that you have to live inside this box. You have to go to school, graduate from high school, then go to college upon graduating from college, maybe go get a master's degree or maybe get a job, eventually get married, have kids. You know, you know, what is it? Two kids or 2.5 kids, the white picket fence and a couple dogs in suburbia. And you have to live your life a certain way. And then as you continue to get older, then you follow these footsteps and you retire and then you live a life of luxury and so on. But you're living inside this box that society tells you. And then I'd show them that the box is on the whiteboard. But what about all the space outside the box that's on the whiteboard? What about all that space? And I would tell them that you don't have to live your life in a box or you don't have to be confined by the box. You have to do life your way. It's okay if you're older in life and you're going back to school. It's okay if you want to pursue another avenue. Because when people, when you tell people you're going into radio, the first thing that they're going to respond is going to be like, kind of like what The Rock's father was. You're throwing it all away. There's no stability. There's no, uh, 
Yeah, you can make money, but it's a long road to get there. You might have to bounce around the country and move from station to station and all these different things that they will point out as to trying to convince you to go do something else. I experienced that too. It's out of concern, obviously. But again, you have to overcome that to pursue your passion. And so then I would tell them that sometimes you might have to break out of the box. And that life is a canvas like the blackboard, you use the whole thing, not just the little box that society wants to put you in. I happen to have a Roku TV. It's not an endorsement, just a fact. And with that, because I like to watch sports, I have Fubo TV. Again, not a, an endorsement, just a fact. And on Fubo TV, one of the things I've discovered is they have the Bob Ross painting channel. They just show Bob Ross's shows from when he was on a PBS and teaching people how to paint, right? You know him, the guy with the happy little clouds up here and the happy little tree and your happy little mistake and, you know, all that thing, the the perm. Well, one of the things that I've learned, because I like watching him, it's fascinating, but one of the things that I've learned from him in his philosophy, I guess you can say, of painting is that he always says there's no mistakes, just happy little accidents, as he calls them, okay? And he'll constantly refer to people you know, oh, I'm going to put my tree here, but you do what you want to do. You make your tree how you want it to be made. You make your flowers. You make your sky. You make your clouds, however you want it to be. And then there'll be a time where we'll say, okay, it's time for a big decision. Where are we going to put our tree? Where are we going to put our house? Where are we going to put this feature? And then he goes, you decide. You put it wherever you want to, and then he'll put it someplace. The point is don't just copy him but become the painter and create your masterpiece on the canvas. And if you think you've made a mistake, you haven't because that's where it belongs. Take the imperfections that you might perceive on the canvas and make it a masterpiece. And the more you listen to the philosophy of what he was saying, it kind of bleeds over into life. Okay. We can take our happy little imperfections and we can still turn it into a masterpiece. We can take those happy little mistakes and turn it into the masterpiece, the Picasso, the Rembrandt. It doesn't have to necessarily be a mistake. Sure, painting and life is completely different, yes. There are things we have to do. We obviously have to work to get money so we can live and survive. And so, yes, there are some things we have to do. But how we go about doing that? If you don't want to go to college, maybe now is not the time. Maybe later in life is the time for you. If you have a dream you want to pursue, like Dwayne Johnson had, then maybe you need to go after it. And you have to overcome the naysayers to get there. Whatever it is, don't live inside that box. Use the whole canvas of life and paint it the way you want it. And if you think there's a mistake in there, just add some more paints. Color around it and create it a masterpiece. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a certain way. There's a lot of creativity and uniqueness. And just like his paintings, he would basically what he was saying is that each painting is like a snowflake. It's unique and individual. Life is unique and individual. We have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. We have our ups. We have our downs. But when it comes to mental health, sure, we might have times where we're down with depression and anxiety. Then there might be times we overcome it. Like The Rock, he had some time where he got cut from a football team in Canada. And then they want him back. He's like, no, I'm going to take a different route and look at the route he's done. Could you imagine if he went back to play football, what would have happened? He might not be The Rock. 
So sometimes the way you see life and the road that people think you should take, you might have to take the road less traveled and it might make all the difference. And so when you take a look and you're watching people, you're watching yourself and you're kind of struggling with some things, maybe it's just a a temporary downtime. Lost a job, lost a relationship, maybe just feeling the blues, wintertime's coming. Maybe you tried to set a goal for yourself but didn't make it. And you're kind of feeling, feeling down. Maybe there's some things you can do to overcome it, but here's some things to keep uh, an eye out for, okay? Some things that might be affecting your daily life, maybe your well-being, um, Sometimes you might need to seek professional help when you're feeling this way. Maybe other times you need to just seek a friend, a trusted confidant to kind of talk you through it. But maybe you're feeling a persistent sadness or feeling of hopelessness. Again, it could be mild, could be moderate, could be severe. It could be intermittent, bad time, good time, bad time, good time. Or maybe it's starting to stretch out and the longevity of it is persisting and it's getting worse and worse. Um, you go for days at a time, an ex- extended period of time. Maybe you're starting to get into more of a deeper depression that needs more help, professional help. But again, sadness, feelings of depression, can't get out of bed. Not because you're tired and it's Monday morning, but because you're really dragging because there's something inside you that's not right. Maybe you have changes in sleep patterns. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're awake all night with insomnia, or maybe you're sleeping too much. You just sleep in the day away because you don't want to get out of bed. Maybe if you have a loss of an interest in activity, you ever do that? You go do something and then something changes and now you don't want, don't want to do it anymore. Maybe you're in a relationship and you go to this restaurant all the time. It was your favorite place. Love the food. And then there's a breakup and now you don't want to go there anymore. But if you're losing interest in activities you once enjoyed and it was motivating, maybe that's a sign of a mental health issue. Again, could be severe and it could be long-term or could be mild and short-term. Again, it's not static. You have to just kind of keep an eye out on these signs because maybe it starts small, but then maybe it grows because like a weed, you don't treat it, right? Or like a growth, Um, appetite, you're not eating, so you're losing weight, or you're eating too much. Comfort food, right? The bonbons on the uh, couch, the old analogy, crying with the Kleenex box, watching sad romantic movies. That was the stereotype. But again, changes in weight. Maybe fatigue or loss of energy. You're feeling tired and sluggish. Maybe you're withdrawing from society, family and friends. You don't want to be a part of them anymore. Maybe you're starting to self-harm like Demi Lovato. And that's an indication that maybe there's something going on. And then, of course, you start getting the substance abuse, drinking to mask the feeling of being down, being depressed, sadness, loneliness. And then, of course, the ultimate extreme, thoughts of suicide. we got to take these things serious and keep in mind that, again, there's going to be periods of time that might be short and mild, might be short and severe. Then you might go a long time with everything's rosy. You're walking in the rose garden of life. 
Then the thorns come and the weeds, and they come and they choke you, and you start to struggle again with something. These are some of those symptoms maybe that you can kind of keep in mind to kind of help gauge whether or not you're struggling with something, especially when you're dealing with mood swings. If you notice somebody that was always nice and cheery, now they're mean and grouchy, and they're not green in a trash can on Sesame Street, maybe there's something that you need to uh, address with them. Or if you see somebody having difficulty concentrating, not getting their job done, their life is changing somehow. Because a lot of times the person that's struggling with something may not realize it, and it might take someone from the outside to introduce to them the fact that, hey, these are some symptoms that I'm seeing in you. And we talked about emotional distress. Irritable, sad, hopeless, anxious, emotionally numb. Someone gets a big promotion they've been waiting for at work, and all of a sudden they're just like, whatever. They don't care. Maybe that's a sign. Again, people functioning day to day. Has it regressed? Are they putting a little whiskey in their coffee in the morning? Do they look disheveled, unclean, like they haven't showered in a while? Are they isolating themselves? From other people, they don't lack the motivation. You used to go out every Friday night to go do something. But now they don't want to do it. Or you used to get up Saturday morning, go to the gym. Now they don't want to do it. Again, maybe their thought processes. You just never know. You want to sit there and you want to be aware of it. And it takes someone who's in tune to all of this. You really have to be in tune. How many times have you heard something was like, I didn't know this person was going through it. And only if I knew, I would have done something. We have to train ourselves, much like we train ourselves in other things. We have to train ourselves to see those things, to see the symptoms, pay attention and be observant to how people are that we especially deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, one of the jobs I had producer of a radio show, and I would be in the studio four hours a day, Monday through Friday for five years, and the board operator and me and him were in the same room four hours a day, five days a week for practically five years. You know we got to know each other pretty well. We could see if something was bothering each other. Hey, you okay? You're a little off today. Hey, your music selection for bumper music isn't, it's, 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 you know, It's not the same. You're not putting the same effort into it as you did because this guy would pride on his bumper music. He had pride in the bumper music he played. You're just throwing in whatever. Uh, Your levels are off. You know, whatever. Um, We could be in tune to each other. But again, you might have to train yourself to pick up on some of those things. Uh, Maybe somebody's having some financial issues. Again, we just came through the pandemic. A lot of people... We're out of jobs, depending on where you were in California. The whole place was shut down, out of work. Sure, we got a little bit of help from the government, some extra help, but we still had bills to pay, and maybe the the money that we were getting in assistance didn't cover everything. I remember I had to take out a 401K, which is actually a good thing. It turned out to be a good thing anyways, but I had to, because I was losing it otherwise, but I had to take out a 401k, and at the time, the government set it up where we could without penalties. We just had to, and we had like three or four years to pay back the taxes on it. And so not that I had a financial guy, but you have to have a financial guy to get you know, a 401k. 
because I had to transfer it from other jobs that I worked at and stuff. And he was like, dude, you know, this is really important for retirement. You know, you should save it for a rainy day. And I'm like, dude, it is storming outside because there is no work. Everything's shut down. I need the funds. So again, the box. Financial advisors might say you need this money for retirement. Yeah, it's probably smart and wise. But life is telling me I need it now. So I'm going to go outside the box to the rest of the board and do life my way. And then, of course, you got, you know, people with different coping mechanisms. You know, how are they doing? You see people drinking more, wanting to go to the bar more, wanting to be alone more. Maybe they're eating more or less. Maybe you see them sneaking off. Take some over-the-counter pills or something. You just never know. But we have to train ourselves to be aware of what is going on. Because, again, if we do, then we might pick up on those things. And we might not be the person that says, only if I knew or realized it sooner, I could have done something. You know, Robin Williams, comedian, you probably know him. If you don't, again, you probably, I don't know, maybe you're too young. But there was a clip that talked about Robin Williams talking about making your life spectacular. You know, as we come to the end of this phase of our life, we find ourselves trying to remember the good times and trying to forget the bad times. And we find ourselves thinking about the future. We start to worry, thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to be in 10 years? But I say to you, hey, look at me. Please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, Cast your eyes to the summer sky When the stars are strung across the velvety night And when a shooting star streaks through the blackness Turning night into day Make a wish Think of me Make your life spectacular I know I did. Make your life spectacular. Don't worry about the future. Future's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. Life is fleeting. So you've got some struggles. But make your life spectacular with those struggles. Those happy little mistakes. Those happy little whatever you're struggling with. Paint them on your canvas of life, as a part of life. And as Bob Ross would say, those mistakes aren't mistakes. They're characteristics of who you are, characteristics of the painting, characteristics of who you are. But don't let those things limit you. For some, that's easier to say than others. But again, live your life so that it's spectacular. Like we talked last time, so that your legacy is a good one, 
A legacy is one that when people remember you, they're going to smile, maybe laugh, maybe shed a tear because they're sad, but their thoughts are going to be good thoughts. That's what we got to try to do because life is short. And again, when you're struggling with mental health, life is harder. Whether it's for a short period of time, mild experience with it, or whether it's a lifelong thing that you're dealing with on the severe spectrum of it, it's going to be difficult. Now, one of the things that we need to be aware of, a lot of times we focus on the individual themselves, right? But one of the things that we need to do is on the outside, like I said, we need to train ourselves to look and see for the symptoms, right? But how can we do that? Well, first off, you can educate yourself. Learn about the various mental health conditions out there. What are the symptoms? Might help you understand what the person's going through. Might help them cope. Might help them or encourage them to go see somebody if necessary. Don't be judgmental. You know, we all have our political leanings, our spiritual leanings. We all have our, you know, what we believe in, what we don't believe in, our convictions. But sometimes with some of this, we have to kind of set those convictions aside and be non-judgmental and try to understand what they're going through, understand their experiences and their feelings, not dismiss it because to them it's real, to them it's valid. It might be totally unrealistic. It might not include logic, reason, or common sense, but to them it's valid. So possibly validating it, but then also being real and trying to be helpful. Uh, safe spaces. I hate that word, safe spaces, because it it just drives me crazy when I hear about it because there's too many people wanting safe spaces for things that they just need to suck it up, put up their big people pants on, and get it done. Get her done. But there's a time where we need a space for someone to be able to just share whatever it is they're going through. Just share it without conviction, without judgment, and just listen to them. Obviously, um, and obviously you want to let them know that you're there to support them. Maybe encourage them to go seek professional help. You know, one of the things that can be very difficult is patience, having patience with them. We see what the answer is. You need help. Go seek help. Go seek help. Go seek help. Help, 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 help. But for them, they're like, they don't want to. And you're like, dude, it's obvious you need help. Got to be patient because it's about them, not you. Be encouraging. Be understanding, especially if they have gone to seeing somebody or they're going through the recovery process. You know, what is it? Uh, alcoholism with 12 steps. And that's a lifelong of I've been you know sober for 30 years. Recovery is 30 years, 40 years. So, yeah, it's about them, not you, understanding their journey and being patient with it. Obviously, self-care has got to be a big one. We all should have self-care because self-care is going to help all of us, right? What we eat, getting enough exercise, tuning out from social media, going doing things that are going to encourage our bodies to be re-energized, go on vacation, maybe travel, all these different things. So, yeah, we all want to experience self-care, but if someone's having an issue, don't ask them if they want to go get a drink on a Friday night. Maybe do something else, find a different hobby, do something fun. Maybe again, get a hobby. Um, sometimes we like to give advice. 
right? Give advice. Maybe we just need to listen. Maybe that advice isn't really what they're looking for. They're just looking for someone. That's something that I've had to learn over because I'm a problem solver. I want to solve problems. So if I'm going to solve problems, I want to know what the issue is so I can solve it. But sometimes people don't want their problems solved. They just want at that moment somebody to listen because they already know the answer. They already know the solution, but they just want someone to vent, someone to listen. You know, stay connected. Check in with the person. If you realize that, oh, all of a sudden they're um, not around anymore or maybe they're not as active on social media. Everybody's on social media, right? What happens if they're not on social media? They take some time off. I remember one time there was somebody that I follow over in Europe. I don't know how we got connected, but we start talking a little bit about different things, experiencing life cultures. Hey, what's life for you over there? What's life for you know me here and stuff like that? And so it was just very casual every once in a while, comment on a picture or a post or something. But there was a time that she disappeared off of social media. It was gone. Okay, I just chalked it up to, oh, another person off social media. You know, once they're gone, they're gone. I've had many connections on social media with people that just disappear and they're gone. But then eventually she came back. I was like, hey, you're back. What happened? She just took time out, you know, to just refresh. But she appreciated the fact that I noticed she was gone. Had no way of getting a hold of her with her being gone. That's fine. But, again, stay connected because maybe there is a reason that a person is checked out. Maybe offer practical support. Maybe day-to-day, they need help with tasks and responsibilities that at that time become challenging and overwhelming. So maybe you step in, come alongside them, offer your support to help them. Maybe you ask them, hey, what can I do to help you? Let them dictate to you. Because again, you're dealing with somebody that is struggling with something. And again, watch for warning signs. Train yourself to see what is going on. Obviously, if this person is a friend or somebody that you worked with for a while, you might know them inside and out, and you can realize when something's wrong. But for other people, you know, for students, that was one of the big things that you kind of, I had to do, or I did anyways, was try to make sure everybody's okay. Remember, several times people would leave the class. I'm like, yeah, that person isn't right. They weren't themselves. Send a message to them. Hey, you okay? Many times they didn't respond. Every once in a while, be like, yeah, okay, just a rough morning or whatever, you know. But at least you're reaching out. Even if they don't respond, at least you're reaching out, giving them an opportunity. So you're going to watch for those warning signs. Isolation, eating habits, sleeping habits, personality changes, those type of things. You see them and maybe you catch them early. And then by catching the signs early, maybe you can help them because maybe they don't realize it. Maybe they get frustrated at themselves because they don't realize that something is going on, right? And then the big thing is if you're out there trying to take care of everybody else, well, you got to take care of yourself. One of the biggest things I've heard from therapists over the years and talking with them through interviews and stuff is most of the time, every therapist has a therapist, someone they can talk to, because when you're getting dumped on, when everybody's dumping their problems on you, and you're trying to help all these people with their problems, that's going to affect you in a negative fashion. So they need an outlet. So sometimes just talking to somebody, having a support group, having one person, confidant that you can talk to, and there's nothing wrong with you, but sometimes you just have to maybe just talk and share and just have someone listen. Just be like, hey, 
let's just get together. Just want to vent. Just listen. That's all I need. Just agree, shake your head, nod. And that's all I want to do. But take care of yourself because especially if you are dealing with somebody who has mental health issues, the struggle is real and that becomes your struggle. And it's difficult and hard to deal with. It can be emotionally taxing. So you want to take, make sure that you are good before you can take care of anybody else. And anybody in a position, whether you're a coach, a teacher, a mentor, anybody, a boss, a CEO, anytime you're over somebody and you have to manage people, it's a pretty big job that we don't, we often overlook, I should say. So we have to make sure that if we're overseeing people in a position where we're overseeing people, we need to make sure that ourselves are taken care of so that then we can properly interact with those that we need to take care of. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a friend, whether you have parents that are now older in life that you need to take care of, you need to take care of yourself and you need to have self-care. And then remember that, you know, the support that you give, it's not professional. You're not a substitute for professional help. So always encourage someone. Go talk to somebody. Just go find out. Again, offer them some suggestions. Give them a ride. Hey, I'll take you and drop you off and then pick you up while wait in the car. But just encourage them. Be there. Come alongside them. And, of course, then, you know, if you guys are working together, maybe it's something that isn't, uh, doesn't need professional help. But, you know, you're going to help them overcome whatever it is that they're struggling. You know, one of the things I would say is just um, remember realism, realistic goals, realistic achievements. In life, we should do that, right? We should just set realistic goals for ourselves because if you can't achieve realistic goals, that's just going to be piled on the problems that we have. I'm going to go to the gym every day. Well, there might be a time where the gym's actually closed and you can't go. Now, is that going to be a part of the problem? Or are you going to say, okay, I want to get fit. I understand that physical fitness is a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm going to give myself a year to get to wherever it is I want to be. Maybe get there quicker. You don't have to take a year. But you give yourself realistic goals. I want to lose weight. Can't do it overnight. Realistic goals. I want to improve my sleep patterns. Take time. I want to get to work a little bit earlier so I'm more productive. I want to, whatever it is, set realistic goals. Obviously, you have to have a support network. We all should have a support network. People that we can go to in times of distress, in times where we need, you know, maybe anxiety. Again, it could be mild and short term. It could be moderate, long term. It could be severe and intermediate term. Again, when you're dealing with mental health, there is no one set thing. It's not static. There could be times of mild there could be times of moderate, and there could be times of severe bouts of whatever you're dealing with, and the durations could vary from time to time to time. So get a support group, someone around you that can be there. Make that phone call and pick up when you do call. So you have your network, your supporters around you. Take care of yourself, eating, sleeping, avoiding alcohol, avoiding other drugs and pills, trying to numb a lot of times in dealing with grief, you know, people try to, to numb the grief, right? Numb the pain. So sometimes they'll go to uh, self-medication, and then that becomes a bigger problem. So avoiding that. But again, if you've got immediate issues, and they're severe, and you're like, wow, this is, this is a problem, 911. Call 911. They can connect you. If not 911, 
and it's maybe not as life-threatening or immediate, a doctor, a therapist, maybe a, a pastor, a priest, depending on what you're dealing with. There's people out there. And again, if you have nowhere to go, you're like, I don't know what to do. Because sometimes it's hard to talk to people. It's hard to talk to people that you know because you don't want to share whatever it is you're going through because then that sharing becomes gossiping, right? You want to avoid that so you don't know who. So sometimes a stranger that doesn't know you or your social circle is sometimes better and easier to talk to. And again, if you have nobody, reach out to me. Again, direct message on Instagram, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. My personal page is Edem Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S on Instagram. Email TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. Um, there's ways that you can reach out to me. Um, like I said, email, probably not the most you know immediate, but if I find it, I'll respond and try to connect you with people that might be able to help you. So there's always something. Don't sit there and think that you're alone. Because like The Rock said earlier, you're not alone, and it's going to be okay. It will be okay. I've known people that have battled mental health issues their entire life, and sometimes it's very difficult. You don't hear from them or don't hear from them for a couple of days, and you're like, oh, no, start thinking the worst. And then they reach out, and you're like, okay, phew, they're still here. It's an anxiety, up and down, up and down, right, that roller coaster. But again, life's a journey, not a destination. Life, we have the canvas of life that we can paint our masterpiece. We can take those happy little mistakes and turn them into a part of our masterpiece on the canvas of life. We can live life how we want to. Our life doesn't have to mirror the lives of everybody else. There is no normal. People have said, I wish I had a normal life. What's normal? There is no normal. The normal is you and how you live it. So live life your way. But again, if you are dealing with mental health issues or people that have mental health that are around you, maybe some of this stuff that we talked about on this episode can be helpful or encouraging. Maybe you already know all of this, and that's great. Maybe you only knew some of this. But again, it's just start the conversation. If we can't have conversation and bring this out into the open, and if you want more, do some research. Research online, but make sure it's a credible source. Reach out to therapists and counselors and others and ask them for advice and pick their brains, okay? Just because you don't have a degree in something doesn't necessarily mean that you can't help. Sure, there's problems that do require professionals that are trained to deal with people, absolutely. But isn't it true that, I mean, talk to a hairstylist, cutting hair, therapist, your bartender, if you get to know somebody at the bar, well, I guess if you get to know somebody at the bar that often or that well, the bartender, you're probably going too much. But again, your bartender, a therapist, there's people out there that hear people's stories all the time and just helps for people to vent. So again, be prepared, research, condition yourself to see the symptoms, the signs, and be alert, be aware, and maybe you can have an impact on either yourself or somebody that you know. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Like I mentioned, um, the email address is TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. Send an email and I will respond. Um, or Instagram, 
TWO, Two Steps Ed Podcast at gmail.com, or even my personal one, E I D E M R O C K S. Um, Facebook as well, and other social media outlets. Um, you can check out our website, radiowarp.com. That's radio, W A R P, radiowarp.com. Many things on there that might be of interest, but for the show purposes, you can click on the logo and then the show page pops up. All of our videos that connect to our Rumble site are there. We're also on YouTube, but our Rumble site is there. You can click on the videos and watch them. There's an orange banner that kind of goes across the page. If you click on that, it takes you to our SoundCloud, which is the audio version, audio only for those that like to take it with you on the go. Maybe you exercise, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're sitting on the 110 freeway in traffic or the 405 and you don't know what to do and you're sitting there and maybe you want to take a listen. You can download those episodes and take them with you on the go. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartMedia, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts. I mean, we're pretty much anywhere. You can also internet search us, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up. And then my favorite is, hey, Surrey, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and our show pops up. So we're pretty easy to find. Just reach out. If you're struggling with something, don't be embarrassed by it. That's the other thing. People think that if you go to therapy, like therapy has a negative connotation to it. You're going to therapy. There must be something wrong with you because you're at therapy. You're seeing a therapist. No, it's brave, in fact, to go see a counselor. It's a brave act to go see and talk to somebody about the things that you are experiencing. It's courage. It takes courage to reach out to others and say, hey, you know what? I'm not right. Help. There's courage in that. It's not a sign of weakness to reach out to somebody. If you're drowning in a pool and the lifeguard or in the ocean and the lifeguard comes to rescue you and throws a life preservation device or reaches out, you're not going to say, no, I don't want your hand. Don't save me. When you're struggling to survive, you're going to grab that. But what did you do in the first place to get the attention? You were screaming, slapping water making all kinds of noise, help, 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 right? Because you're drowning and you got the attention of somebody that can help you. They came and they helped you and you took that help, right? Because you're drowning in the ocean or the water, the lake, the pool. Well, that's the same thing. If you're struggling with something, make some noise, splash, help, reach out, and then accept the help when it comes because there are people out there that do want to help you. And there are people that are willing to reach out, throw you that life-saving device, take a hand, grab and pull you in, and then walk you to where you need to go. The lifeguard takes you to the beach, but then maybe you have to go to the hospital or maybe you have to go someplace else, right? We're there for you. Reach out. Again, Two Steps Ahead podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.